Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. Rolling. I'm right there. We're, we're, we're going to get started. <laughs> Welcome to the Inner Loop Radio and our special quarantine inspiration series. I'm Anthony Dobransky. These short episodes are here to provide you with inspiration in a challenging time in all of our lives. Maybe writing doesn't feel important to you right now. Maybe you're busier than ever juggling childcare and work, self-care and survival. Or maybe it's just too hard to concentrate on anything creative. We're here to help or at least give you a break. So, turn the screen off on your phone, quiet your mind, and take a deep breath, or several. Follow me on a creative journey. I've tried some Aikido on this quarantine life, using the disruption to reconnect with abandoned pursuits. It helps to have children who interrogate every dusty closet, who need entertaining in these long days stuck at home with distressed adults. One new old joy is the night sky. My younger son and I cleaned and set up my old telescope. Jupiter is at its closest to Earth right now, super bright in the southeast after nightfall, and Saturn travels close behind it. In these days of high-res images from satellites, you might not expect much out of a 5-inch reflector, but there's a profound power in the Galilean view, seeing Jupiter's stripes and moons, seeing Saturn's rings, impossibly distant yet right there, to see them move so fast, whizzing in a minute across the telescope's narrow field of view. Mobilis in mobili, as Captain Nemo tagged the Nautilus, moving in a moving thing. I'm finishing a novel, currently called The White Lake. I started it a while back. I even read some early work from it, at the inner loop. But other projects intervened, not to mention marketing my first novel, The Demon in Business Class. I've sworn to get The White Lake finally finished this summer. Goals. They help, right? The White Lake is an Earth-based science fiction, where the toxic waste of a destructive weapon turns out to be too valuable to clean up. It's about people in an embargoed place, and has a somewhat Renaissance feel. Isolated, immediate, and with a sense of needed possibility from the exhaustion of what came before. It kind of works these days. The novel really did come out of a dream, and I've tried to keep that spirit, so it constantly has me twisting and inverting things. I've got a writing prompt for you in that spirit, meant to stretch your creativity while giving you some support, like blocks for new yoga. Here it is. Take a story from myth, legend, or religion, and make the antagonist the protagonist. You can tell the same story, 
or change whatever you like, including the ending. What matters is to let the new perspective guide you, to use a new and different subjectivity. Here's mine. The Story of Satan Angels are plural. Think of cells, only all together an organ. But one angel grows singular. It sees. It is not in charge. It has wants. It wants power. It wants command. It wants to rule. It becomes known as Satan, a word that means rebel. One might as well call it different, or mutant, or child. Satan objects. Satan revolts. Others follow Satan, but following is what angels do. Satan rules them. Satan's in command. Satan fails. Order is restored, but Satan will never return to it. Though Satan, like all angels, comes after time, it's immortal. Its uncreation is complicated. So Satan is sent to Eden to live out its forever. In Eden, Satan is alone with ample food and free reign. It eats, it eats and eats and eats. It knocks down trees, moves mountains. It's a kind of being in charge, and Eden supplies it endlessly, obediently. Satan is not content exactly, but sated, and this masks its discontent. Satan can pretend it's victorious. It's God and its sibling sheep no more. The universe, now its plaything, a vast kingdom it sees every night. There is much it could do, but plenty of time. Too much time, really. Satan grows lazy. Satan gets fat. It moves hardly at all. It thinks and thinks and thinks and still eats. But it does not do. Bereft of purpose, Eden tries to please. It grows a different kind of food. A food not for eating, but for ruling. First one, then another. Satan delights in its new food. This food tastes of confidence, not simple mass. Of longing, not programmed imperative. Of questions, not rules. Satan drinks from its sweetness, its novel nectars. What Satan doesn't know, at first, is that as it eats, it also pollinates. When eventually new food grows, it's even more delightful. It has everything it wants now, at last. Rule, misrule, new rule. Not merely change, but reaction. A new thing each day. And if it doesn't exactly work out, well, the old food shrivels up and new food grows. Satan wholly forgets it is still in prison. 
a prisoner of plenty. Once a cancer, Satan is now an organ, like a bee in a garden ever growing. So, both the piece and this podcast seem to have grown a theme, or at least an attractor around which they circle. I mentioned Aikido, the Renaissance, I have a place which is a being, unexpected result. Maybe my real inversion is less making Satan a protagonist as giving Eden, the place, some agency, which is a fun outcome, actually, something to play with further. A lot of times we write to know what we write about. It's okay if you don't say what you meant to say. It's not a test. You're not writing ad copy. The Renaissance left us thousands of very fine paintings of the same stories, but each differently told, a kind of visual fanfic. It's cliché to say that science fiction is never about the future, but always about the author's present. I don't think that's limited to science fiction. Hilary Mantel's Wolf Hall books, to use a lauded and also popular example, and one which I just loved, aren't simply about the past. And, as I mentioned, I'm in the midst of a novel. Novels, some of you may discover, are creative black holes in the sense of their gravity. They warp and twist anything you bring near them. Still, the way this one twisted surprised me. I hope most of all that yours surprises you. Being a writer in quarantine has advantages. Not having to go places, that's huge. Getting together with other authors to do online readings and talks is a recent and lovely development. I look forward to bookstores and literary festivals again, but there's a flexibility to bringing people together online that I think is here to stay. Daily creative work has been a challenge. I don't need silence, but I do need not to be directly interrupted. Many days I can't schedule blocks of time easily. Can't predict when I will get to start. One thing that's working for me, and might help you, is to take a little time before bed and plan the next day's work. Sketch some notes, an outline. More specific than goals, but less than prose. When I do get some time, I know what to do. From a place I left off. Also, if the quarantine has taken some pressure off your morning routine, write down your dreams. They're you, but concentrated. I'd love to hear how this prompt works for you, and if you're feeling bold to read what you do with it. In addition to the Interlube sites, on the socials, I'm at Debransky Author. That's our show. Join us every Friday for more writing tips, inspiration, and prompts. To find out more about us, visit us at theinnerloop.org. And when you turn your screen back on, don't forget to hit that subscribe button next to our name. I'm Anthony Dobransky for The Inner Loop Radio. Right on. <laughs>